Section 7 of Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mullane. Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6, by Julian Hawthorne, Editor. Section 7. The Weaver Who Became a Leech. From the Arabic. There was once, in the land of Fars, Persia, a man who wedded a woman higher than himself in rank, and nobler of lineage, but she had no guardian to preserve her from want. She loathed to marry one who was beneath her, yet she wived with him because of need and took of him a bond in writing, to the effect that he would ever be under her order, to bid and forbid, and would never thwart her in word or in deed. Now the man was a weaver, and he bound himself in writing to pay his wife ten thousand dirhams in case of default. After such fashion they abode a long while, till one day the wife went out to fetch water, of which she had need, and saw a leech who had spread a carpet hard by the road, whereon he had set out great store of simples and implements of medicine, and he was speaking and muttering charms, whilst the folk flocked to him from all quarters and girt him about on every side. The weaver's wife marvelled at the largeness of the physician's fortune, and said in herself, Were my husband thus, he would lead an easy life, and that wherein we are of straightness and poverty would be widened to him. Then she returned home, carkful and careful, and when her husband saw her in this condition, he questioned her of her case, and she said to him, Verily my breast is narrowed by reason of thee, and of the very goodness of thine intent. Presently adding, Narrow means suit me not, and thou, in thy present craft, gainst naught. So either do thou seek out a business other than this, or pay me my rightful due, and let me wend my ways. Her husband chid her for this, and advised her to take patience, but she would not be turned from her design, and said to him, Go forth, and watch yonder physician how he doeth, and learn from him what he saith, said he. Let not thy heart be troubled, and added, I will go every day to the session of the leech. So he began resorting daily to the physician, and committing to memory his answers, and that which he spoke of jargon, till he had gotten a great matter by rote, and all this he learned and thoroughly digested it. Then he returned to his wife, and said to her, I have stored up the physician's sayings in memory, and have mastered his manner of muttering and diagnoses, and prescribing remedies. And I wot by heart the names of the medicines, and of all the diseases, and there abideth of thy bidding naught undone. So what dost thou command me now to do? Quote she, Leave the loom, and open thyself a leech's shop. But quote he, My fellow townsmen know me, and this affair will not profit me, save in a land of strangerhood. So come, let us go out from this city, and get us to a foreign land, and there live. 
and she said, Do whatso thou willest. Accordingly he arose, and taking his weaving gear, sold it, and bought with the price drugs and simples, and wrought himself a carpet, with which they set out and journeyed to a certain village, where they took up their abode. Then the man fell to going round about the hamlets and villages and outskirts of towns, after donning Leech's dress, and he began to earn his livelihood, and make much gain. Their affairs prospered, and their circumstances were bettered, wherefore they praised Allah for their present ease, and the village became to them a home. In this way he lived for a long time, but at length he wandered anew, and the days and the nights ceased not to transport him from country to country, till he came to the land of the Ruim, Greeks, and lighted down in the city thereof, wherein was Jelanus, Galen, the sage. But the weaver knew him not, nor was aware who he was. So he fared forth, as was his wont, in quest of a place where the folk might be gathered together, and hired the courtyard of Jelanus. There he spread his carpet, and setting out on it his simples and instruments of medicine, praised himself and his skill, and claimed a cleverness such as none but he might claim. Jelanus heard that which he affirmed of his understanding, and it was certified unto him and established in his mind that the man was a skilled leech of the leeches of the Persians. And he said in himself, Unless he had confidence in his knowledge, and were minded to confront me and contend with me, he had not sought the door of my house, neither had he spoken that which he hath spoken. And care and doubt got hold upon Jelanus, so he drew near the weaver, and addressed himself to see how his doings should end, whilst the folk began to flock to him and describe to him their ailments, and he would answer them thereof, hitting the mark one while, and missing it another while, so that naught appeared to Jelanus of his fashion, whereby his mind might be assured that he had justly estimated his skill. Presently up came a woman, and when the weaver saw her afar off, he said to her, Is not your husband a Jew, and is not his ailment flatulence? Yes, replied the woman, and the folk marvelled at this, wherefore the man was magnified in the eyes of Jelanus, for that he heard speech such as was not of the usage of doctors. Then the woman asked, What is the remedy? And the weaver answered, bring the honorarium. So she paid him a dirham, and he gave her medicines contrary to that ailment, and such as would only aggravate the complaint. When Jelena saw what appeared to him of the man's incapacity, he turned to his disciples and pupils, and bade them fetch the mock doctor with all his gear and drugs. Accordingly they brought him into his presence without stay or delay, and when Jelena saw him before him, he asked him, Knowest thou me? And the other answered, No, nor did I ever set eyes on thee before this day. Quote the sage, Dost thou know Jelanus? And quote the weaver, No. Then said Jelanus, What drove thee to do that which thou doest? So he acquainted him with his adventure, especially with the dowry and the obligation by which he was bound with regard to his wife whereat the sage marvelled, and certified himself anent the matter of the marriage settlement. Then he bade lodge him near himself, and entreated him with kindness, and took him apart, and said to him, Expound to me whence thou knewest that the woman was from a man, and he a stranger, 
and a Jew, and that his ailment was flatulence. The weaver replied, "'Tis well. Thou must know that we people of Persia are skilled in physiognomy, and I saw the woman to be rosy-cheeked, blue-eyed, and tall-statured. These qualities belong not to the women of Ruam. Moreover, I saw her burning with anxiety, so I knew that the patient was her husband. As for his strangerhood, I noted that the dress of the woman differed from that of the townsfolk, wherefore I knew that she was a foreigner, and in her hand I saw a yellow rag, which guard me what that the sick man was a Jew, and she a Jewess. Moreover, she came to me on first day, and tis the Jew's custom to take meat puddings and food that hath passed the night, and eat them on the Saturday, their Sabbath, hot and cold, and they exceed in eating, wherefore flatulence and indigestion betide them. Thus I was directed, and guessed that which thou hast heard. Now when Jelanus heard this, he ordered the weaver the amount of his wife's dowry, and bade him pay it to her, and said to him, Divorce her. Furthermore, he forbade him from returning to the practice of physic, and warned him never again to take to wife a woman of rank higher than his own. And he gave him his spending money, and charged him to return to his proper craft. End of section 7 Recording by Melaine